going on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Spaz Phoenix, along with Kristen, and this is the Flix Fix. How you doing, Kristen? Doing great. This is definitely not the YWC. <laughs> this is definitely not Take Two, and Kristen's making fun of me for fucking up the entrance. But we are here a um, couple weeks late because we didn't get the Alien 3 thing out because I'm an idiot and lost the audio file. Kristen doesn't believe me. Yes, I've, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm convinced that yes, the reason I, yes, why okay. it's gone. Yes, I compared Alien 3 to... Uh, to uh, Shawshank Redemption. In his defense, I will give you this. In his defense, that's not exactly what he did. What he did was he was talking about a scene, and he's like, you know that part? It's like this part in the Shawshank Redemption. And then there was a pause on my end, and I go, did you just fucking compare this movie to the Shawshank Redemption? And then you immediately tweeted about it and while we were a, still yeah, recording. And I made a snarky tweet about it. <laughs> to which one of your friends responded with, there's an Alien 3. There is an Alien 3. So, uh, oh. long story short, Alien 3 uh, sucks. It's, it's awful. It's it, really bad. And we watched two different versions of it, which made that review hella awkward. And anyway. it was even worse. <laughs> you, you killed a dog and I killed, like, a buffalo thing in my version. Anyways... We were going to be starting the Joker trilogy this week, but we're not doing that because we're taking a little bit of a break. This is not going to be a movie review. Uh, those of you that have followed this channel for a long time know that me, Kristen, Guapo, all the other people on here have done a lot of fantasy booking for wrestling events, who do we want to see face who, etc. So, seeing as we're going in the movie direction and Kristen, admittedly at the right time, has gotten sort of out of wrestling and we're doing the movie stuff here... I thought I'd bring the idea over. I thought we could fan cast something. And then the Disney Fox deal came into play, and we found out that the X Men are coming to the MCU. They're going to be reimagined. Marvel Studios is going to have their own version of all of these characters. So why don't we just fan cast the X Men for the MCU? I will say that there are some characters that I don't feel like they can replace in any way. Like, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Yes. In my mind. Yes. In um, my boyfriend's mind, um, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart is Professor X. Yes, but what's his name? McAvoy's version yeah, of like X. Yeah, I like McAvoy's, yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm sort of backing your boy here for a second. They're both equally good, but Patrick Stewart is Professor X. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is this is not a new concept. This is something Cinema Sins did like a year ago. Uh, Our channel is just we take what Cinema Cinema Sins do, did a year ago and do it now. Well, because except, except right after we did our Aliens three that Spaz totally lost. Cinema Sins did Aliens three. So yeah, legitimately go check out the Cinema Sins for Alien 3 because a lot of the stuff that they say in that video is a lot of the stuff that we went over uh, in a much more condensed fashion. And I know there's that one guy out there in our comment section that hates that I reference Cinema Sins so much, but they are legitimately my references for a couple of things that we talk about. So here's one just for you. Um, but no, they did. I don't even remember who they casted as what. I just know that it was a random idea, and it's not. It's not unique. It's been done over. Um, over YouTube and over other podcasts, people hear that we're getting new versions of such and such. It's like, well, I know exactly, you know, Michael B. Jordan should be the next Superman, and, and that's that's a thing. That's a GoFundMe that's on Twitter right now. I mean, that, that wouldn't suck. He's I, a good actor. 
He plays a better bad guy, though. He does play a very good bad guy. But the good guys that I've seen him as, you know, I don't think it was him. I think it was the script that made it awful. Yeah, I mean, I saw him in Creed, and he was good in Creed, but I like... There are people arguing out there that Killmonger isn't a bad guy. And I'm like, he has, like, righteous motivations, but he's still a bad guy. He's still trying to overthrow a kingdom. He's still trying to, you know, hurt people because he he feels justified in whatever and whatever. Bottom line, the idea of recasting is entirely not a new concept, but I threw it at Kristen. She was nice enough to say yes. Uh, we couldn't get on the same page last week, so even though I've been talking about it for like three weeks, we're going to do it tonight. I've yeah, got... I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the subtle process of moving, so... Well, re- real life comes first, right? And I mean, I'll have is... I'll have I'll have good internet uh, in the next couple of episodes. So it won't be like the previous podcast where it's like, "Hey guys, sorry about the noise. I'm in my car right now." Yes. <laughs> so basically, the idea the idea was that uh, I was going to pick ten X Men, she was going to pick ten X Men, and we were going to recast them. Turns out that sh- you said you have eleven, right? I have eleven, yeah. I have 11, which is technically 12, but I'm putting two of them into one choice because they they work to, like the reason that one is one becomes the reason that the other is the other. If that makes sense, if you if that doesn't make sense to you, just wait until I get to that that pick because it's going to be at the end of the video because they're the more important characters. I don't want to be misogynistic at all, but I am going to say ladies first. Uh, okay. Um. I think Spaz did the same thing. Uh, I just kind of, like, looked around and picked random X-Men characters. Near the bottom of my list, I tried to pull X-Men characters that don't usually end up in the spotlight. Um, but at the beginning of the list, it's going to be people that have probably that have been, that uh, characters that have been in other movies. Uh, I have my first pick as Sabretooth, uh, X-Men, uh, not X-Men, uh, Wolverine's arch nemesis. Uh, I have him as Jason Momoa. Nice. I think he's got the look, especially like if he has the rugged long hair and everything that he did in like Aquaman. Right. Uh, I think he could play a pretty good saber tooth. Yeah. No, that that would work. And I mean, like. It's cool when you get you get when you get a reference like that because we've seen them in other superhero adjacent roles, so you know that that certain aura or that certain genre of character that comic book characters are that you. I know- just if I if I made a saber tooth like costume in my head for him to for him. It would be like Jason I Momoa. Could, well, yeah, I could see I could see Jason Momoa in the saber tooth like garb. Okay. That would that would be that would make choose okay and this is something we're going to talk about way later on I'm sure that would make your choice of who plays Wolverine in that movie incredibly interesting because I have don't have yeah I don't have a choice for Wolverine because Wolverine is Hugh Jackman well to me <laughs> I, I I do but I cheated okay uh, no because the one thing I will say is you go back to the original three X Men movie which I still think are the best other than Logan. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name that played Sabretooth, but they didn't work together. The guy that played Sabretooth in uh, Origins 
Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of his name right now. There's they, a lot of things that didn't work in Origins. No, but the other... Ah, oh, that's going to bug me now. I can't think of his name. Uh, but, like, the two of them, him and Hugh Jackman, on, are... Okay, you're, you're going to be my wiki again? Awesome. Yes. It's going to bug me as soon as you find the name, too. But, like, they're both good. I just didn't believe... Like, if to see the two of them have a conversation, it didn't look like two of them were in the same room at the same time. Like, that's how much I thought their, the charisma wasn't there. So, you take somebody as distinct as Jason Momoa, it makes your choice of who Wolverine is a lot more interesting. His name is Live, L-I-E-V. Oh, Liv Schreiber. Yes, Liv Schreiber. Lee, or Leave, Liv, Leave. Leave Schreiber. He has the look, but I feel like... He he does he did pull it off better than if you look at the original three and you just had that saber tooth that kind of looked like a muppet. And the saber tooth I'm looking at that one too. It didn't really have saber tooth that looks like he looks kind of like a Klingon without the forehead wrinkles. Yes. Of course, you would throw that at me not being a Star Trek person, but that's fine. Yes, he, it's he's okay. He's a Klingon without the forehead wrinkles. Okay, so. I don't have anything to yeah, say other I than... Do, I would do Jason Momoa as, as Sabretooth. I think it would do... And, you know, a couple of mine are like, yes, the character's a white guy, but I feel like this person would do a good job at it. And I've never... I'm not, I didn't pick those specifically to, like, recast white guys, white X-Men characters as somebody else. I just that was the person I thought of. Oh, I've got some swaps. When we get to the when we get to some I've of the lead a, characters, I've got, I've got few, some swaps. Not a lot. Okay, so my and you know that my my knowledge of comic book movies, as we've said a hundred times before, does not come from me reading comics. I'm literally going by what I see on screen. So you got the character of Rogue from the first X Men, played by I think it was Anna Paquin. Yeah, I who think was, so. Who's the nice, shy, reserved, like, I don't want to get close to anybody because I don't want to hurt anybody. Very, very nice, shy, you know, uh, not petite in stature, but petite in character. Uh, I've gone a completely other direction with this. If you, want, if you want to have a badass rogue that's not so shy and sort of, like, the way her life has gone has pissed her off instead of made her timid, I got Kristen Ritter. Okay. Who plays Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. So basically, I want Rogue to be Jessica Jones. Jones. <laughs> like instead so of like powers. instead of you like you want her to be more uh more pessimistic. Yes, and like walking you're walking around in a world where you know that like people are going to be nice to you from a distance, but they're not going to get too close to you because you're all dangerous and you might kill them and and such. That's not going to make you soft and pliable and passive. That's going to make you bitter. It's going to make you a little bit more fuck the world. Come here, I'll, I'll come and touch you and fuck you up a little bit. Um, I will say a good portion of this is just me fulfilling a little gap in my TV life right now. I love the whole Disney Plus thing. I love the whole Disney Marvel Fox thing and how we're all getting everything all in one place. I hate that it stole the the Netflix series from us. And I hate that in the foreseeable future, at least, we're not going to get any more Jessica Jones. So I would love to see Kristen Ritter as a pissed off rogue. Like, you want to be a dickhead to me, I'll come find you. Don't worry about you finding me. And I think it's it's a bend on the character. And like I say, I don't know uh, what the comic point of view of that is, whether she is as timid in the comics as she is in that movie. But 
from like I say, from my strictly movie point of view, it's a complete 180 on the character, and it's one that is deserved because by the time we got to the end of the sort of Fox era X Men, like Rogue was not a factor. Whereas she not was one of the main characters. Not only was she not a factor, she also like gave up her powers just to be with a dude. And I don't feel like that's what was. I don't feel like that was good. I would agree with you if she had any other power than what she had. If she had a different sort of like a super like an offensive superpower. Well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pull if I'm gonna pull from the comics a little bit. Uh, um, you find out that later on that the only reason, like, when her power was emerged as a, as a teenager, that it got, like, stuck constantly on. She later control, learns how to control to turn it off and on. Okay, see, that's never portrayed in the movie version. And oh, so, never. So I'm, well, I'm, because it's more compelling to have this character that... You know, that has to live in a bubble, pretty much. That has to live in a bubble, yeah. And I'm sorry, without that, because I didn't know that, that's why you're here to give me it's that great context. It's way later on in the comics. Okay, but from the from the position of the movie, of like her giving up her powers or whatever, wanting to be with a guy, if she had like an offensive power, like if she was Storm, and she created storms and all that kind of thing, and people didn't like it, so she went and changed herself to, pro- to prove herself to other people, I would be 100% no. I'd be 100% no, because you don't change yourself for other people. But if she's doing it for the sake of, I don't want to hurt the people around me, and literally touching me is going to hurt the people around me, I don't think that fits in the same cat. I get what you're saying, but I don't think it fits in the same category. Because she doesn't, like, she might, like, you because you could play it off as she's doing it for herself. Like, she doesn't want to be responsible for the thing but i i do get your point the general idea of oh i had to change myself for a boy like no that's fucking terrible and i'll i'll 99 of the time i'll agree with you but if say what you what you were changing about yourself was eh, i'm a serial killer that occasionally eats people but i like this boy and he might not like that so i think i'll stop doing that what a weird thing to freak out oh, i'm a serial killer no but it, that would be a good example of something I, I that you might want to change might want to change that, you know, that might be a little off putting to people. <laughs> You're serious. Okay, sorry. Um, so I've got I've got pi- I've got pissed off drunk spiraling rogue played by Chris and Ritter. I went in a similar ish direction, but not quite as far over. Um I have uh, Felicity Jones playing Rogue. She's the uh, girl that played uh, uh uh the main character in Rogue One. Okay, alright. In kind of that, you know, pessimistic, not quite as far as, like, a Felicity Jones, or not quite as far as a, uh, as a, uh, Jessica Jones. Sorry, that threw me off. Uh, Not (laughs) quite as far as a Jessica Jones, but, uh, in the same genre of the pessimist. I feel like Rogue would be a pessimist. I don't think she ever is in the comics, but I also... Am remembering a lot of her not from the comics, but from the X Men TV show from the eight from the nineties. Right. And she was never pessimistic in that. And see, the thing is, I find that, and it and it's something it's weird. It's something weird to nitpick on because, from the movie perspective, she's never been a huge, huge, huge character. But like, not only because 
not only because the whole world would like shudder out and that would make you really really bitter if you knew you had the power to have that that negative an effect on other people there would be at some point in your life a, a pretty decent sense of self-loathing and self-loathing projected outwards along along with how everybody else perceives her getting reflected back out i i i can't see that like okay we're applying real life scenarios to fiction i get that but I can't see that coming off as like this, you know, passive, docile. I'll just, I'll just stay in my corner over here. That's, that's fine. I, it doesn't, it doesn't play for me. And the more I thought about it, while I was trying to come up with actresses that would play like my badass version of Rogue, um, the more I was like, no, this has to swing so far the other way because it feels like something that needs to be corrected. I think so. I think that's a, I think that's a good way to play the character. But like I said, my vision, my my, I guess when I think about Rogue, I think of the uh, '90s cartoon, and she was never kind of that. She played the very stereotype like Southern Belle type character. Ooh. But I mean, she also had an extra power set in that, uh, and I think she does this in the comics early on. She has like uh, super strength and flying and stuff because she grabbed on to uh, Captain, well, at that point, Ms. Marvel, and okay. got a large portion of her power set. It is a cool It is a cool concept, like, okay, no, you don't want to be around anybody that could kill you, but it is a cool concept that they did in those original X-Men movie that, yeah, she kills a normal person, but if it's a mutant, she absorbs whatever their power is. That well, gives she them does a- it to people, too, uh... If they have, like, a specific, like, skill set, like, if she was, like, if, like, they were, like, really good at, like, football or something, she can absorb, like, those kinds of skills and stuff like that, too. And see, something like that gives you a lot more creative room to play with than, oh, if you touch me, you might die. Like, if it was just that and not the other, I would be back on on your case of, like, hey, you shouldn't change yourself for a boy or change yourself for society or whatever. But she's sitting with the very real the very real idea that, like, uh, people are going to be dead just from being in my general vicinity. That's a pretty final creative tool, whereas the other... She has to hang on to them for a specific, peri- like, for a long-ass period of time. Not a long ass, but a long, pe- a longer period of time to kill them. That's very dangerous sex. Yes. <laughs> Unless just... you're fast. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, it's my turn, isn't it? Yep. So we got Mystique, who has to inca- encapsulate a lot of different things. She has to be a bit no pun intended, mysterious, but she also, every single time Jennifer Lawrence came out of whoever she was pretending to be and showed her true self, and the person that she was interacting with had that what the fuck, she had to have that arrogant smirk of like, oh, surprise! So, what I want is a slightly younger, slightly less mature, way more sarcastic mystique, played by Emma Stone. I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> I just think, like, because Emma Stone, and I, I've, granted I've seen her mostly in, like, teen comedies that are relatively shitty, but, like, she's got a smirk about her and a, and a swagger about her that if Mystique's character was a little different, you could you could infuse into if you, that. If they made the, if they changed the age gap on her and made her, like, a teenager, yeah, I could maybe see that. Oh, yeah, that's why that's I said. When I said younger and less mature, I meant literally... Yeah. Literally younger and less mature. Um, 
Oh yeah, fair warning, for a couple of these, it's going to have to be different versions of the characters. So like, Teenage Mystique, maybe even if you do a a movie at the point where she's just coming to grips with what her powers are, and just at that point where like, oh, I really can fuck with people. That's awesome! Sort of be like the Spider-Man of like, evil people with powers and shit. Yeah, also she'd be a, uh, a villain. Like, I know she played both sides in, in a lot of the X-Men movies. This would be a movie uh, a movie or a show or whatever where she was definitively the villain. Okay. Or, or definitively becoming the villain, origin story style. Um, I guess I'll do Mystique as well because I have her on here. Um, I went semi a different route. I probably did the more mature Mystique. Um, have you watched Game of Thrones? I'm actually just re-watching it now because I went and got Crave because we don't get HBO Max in Canada because mm-hmm. they just people just don't like us. I'm on about season three. Is that going to help me out? Uh, maybe probably not unless you've seen unless you've seen it all the way. Um, okay. She played uh, uh, I forget her name. I forget her the name off the her character off the. T- She's the one that marries Joffrey. Basically, instead of instead of Sansa. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I get it. Natalie Dormer. I have her playing Mystique. I think she could do the the. Because you know, Mystique always has to be like sexy, but she's always like conniving's not the word I want to use. She's yeah, very yeah, intelligent. No. Yeah, no, I, I I just I just pulled her up just to make sure we were talking about the same yes. person. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, that's who I have playing as Mystique. I think she could do the role very well. Whether she'd want to wear the blue body paint or not is another is another story entirely. But well, this is the thing too, and this is why. Oh, I, I just I just realized she played a. She also played in another thing that I've seen. Uh, a lot of people didn't like Elementary, which was the Sherlock English or American version of the Sherlock Holmes thing, because it came out about the same time as Sherlock, the British one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Which is awesome. I I really liked it. I really liked both of them, to be okay. completely honest. I think they were different in their own way just because they changed a couple things. Uh, in that in this one, um, Lucy Liu plays Watson. They kind of like it's more inspired by the Sherlock Holmes stories instead of a faithful recreation of the Sherlock Holmes stories. And uh, she plays uh, a different version of Moriarty in that one. Okay. All right. I could see that. I haven't seen it, obviously. By by my silence, you probably got that I haven't seen it. No, you haven't seen it. It's it's good. There's there's one season that I just totally blew off because it's like, uh, but. I oh, really like like like, like the time travel season of Agents of Shield. Yes, basically. There, there's usually one season of things that I'm just like, that was not a good season. I hated the time travel season of Agents of Shield. You know, I haven't gone back to it since, and apparently Same. it's in the last season now. I should go back and watch it. Just well, for then the... we'll wait, and it'll end up on Disney Plus at some point, and I can just watch all of it. You know, the one of the first things I looked at, and we're talking about American Canadian again. But uh, the first thing I looked for when I was actually able to borrow my friend's Netflix that I've been borrowing for a couple of years now was, first of all, I watched Power Rangers, because I'm a dork. Second of all, I looked for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which and Power Rangers? The original, the OG. Okay. I, remember wa- I remember re-watching that, like, a few episodes recently, 
and was like, oh my god, this is so bad. Like, Okay, but be honest though, be honest though, if we're going to talk about Power Rangers, even when we were kids, we knew it was bad. I don't think I knew it was bad. I knew it was bad. I don't think I did. I don't think I did, which is why I was so shocked when it was bad. I watched Power Rangers. I'm sorry, this is not a wrestling video, but we're gonna go here. I watched wrestling or watched Power Rangers the same way I watched a lot of wrestling back then. It's like I'm watching this. I'm loving it. I know I have a small handful of friends that know how awesome this is, but I'm not letting anybody else see me watch this. Because <laughs> it was, it was bad. Lord Zed was cool. Lord Zed yes. was cool, and any 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 I just, of the I machines. Remember that... watching, I remember watching it as an adult. I watched it as a kid religiously. When I watched it as an adult, I was like, "Oh God, this is so like it's very like cheesy and campy and just like." Yeah, the thing is though, when they made it into a movie, they kept it cheesy, they kept it campy, and that's why it worked. The most recent redo that they did. Oh, with, no, that one was horrible. I with, didn't even go see it. With the brand new characters where the director uh, t- flat out admitted, he's like, yeah, we took a little bit of inspiration from Iron Man. It's like, no, you just made five Iron Men and called them the Power Rangers. Like, you tried to take this seriously, and that's why it didn't work. Yeah. And Rita was terrible, and Goldar was terrible, and all the interchangeable characters were terrible, and... And terrible was ter- I like when Ivan Ooze yeah, is your Natalie, better option. But yeah, Natalie Dormer. Is, <laughs> but yeah, Natalie Dormer as the new Mystique will absolutely. My point with for that was the fact that I went on to Netflix and I couldn't find the Agents of Shield because it's only available in America. But it told me I could have a uh, recommended other content or whatever, and it sent me to Agent Carter, and I'm like, no, fuck that. <laughs> I think the first season of Agent Carter was good. Uh, I'll take can't your say about the rest. And then it got cancelled because of lack of ratings, and everybody yelled at Netflix for not going to save it. <laughs> That's what always happens when something that has, like, a small cult following. They're like, Netflix will save it! I will tell you right now, as somebody who did do that, um, so I really like this show. I know I'm getting way off topic. That's fine. I really like this show called uh, Designated Survivor. It's yep. about a guy who is like the he's like the secretary it's Kiefer of Sutherland, housing right? humor. Yeah, it's Kiefer Sutherland. He's like the secretary of like housing and human services and shit like that. And uh, ends up, you know, there's a big attack on on the Capitol building during during the presidential uh, State of the Union address. And you know, everybody in the line of succession dies except for him. So he becomes president via line because of he was the designated survivor. because he was the designated survivor, and I fucking loved the first two seasons, and then they canceled it, and Netflix brought it back, and I did not like what they did with it in Netflix. I liked it when it was being designated survivor. I did not like it when it was being House of Cards. <laughs> I liked House of Cards until they ruined it, and by ruined it, I meant. I, whenever I watch stuff like that, I want, like, what I hope politicians are. Like, <laughs> you know, people that are generically, like, people that are, like, you know, trying to really do good and all of that shit. See, that's why you I know? loved House of Cards. House of Cards was one of the most honest shows out there. Cause there yes, was, like... House of Cards is the opposite of what I... <laughs> House of Cards was great, though, because, like, there's no good guys, there's no bad guys, there's just, like, everybody's a bit shit. 
And yeah, I already know that about people. So when I go to escape from it, I don't want to see that. And see, the thing with those cards, and like their their last season was the one that sucked. And I mean, for obvious reasons, they had to get rid of Kevin Spacey. I'm not going to debate that. But you should have just let it be. You should have just let it be. After he got removed from the show, he put out like a five-minute clip on YouTube. And the, the name of the video is Kevin Spacey, Let Me Be Frank. And that little five-minute video is his goodbye to the audience. You did not need to do another season. Anyways, because he's all in... He's just in his kitchen cooking, but he's talking as the uh, Frank Underwood character. And it's just and it's just great. I'm not saying Kevin Spacey's great. Don't fucking cancel my podcast. But uh, as character work goes, it's pretty good. Anyways, so, yeah. Dormer as Mystique. I think we, yeah. did, I, I think we did that. <laughs> so it's my turn. Uh, I'm going to go back to what you started with, which is Sabretooth. I've gone a com- uh, sort of different direction, where you look at, from the movie perspective, I have to put that in quotation marks, you've got Wolverine and Sabretooth, who are implied siblings in some of the movies, and implied enemies at other points of the movie, but basically they're like the mirror images of each other, it's just that Sabretooth is a little bit more animalistic in his attitude and in his appearance and whatever. I want to pull that back a little bit to like a Wolverine level, where he's definitely got the the animalistic part of him in him, or maybe he just he, he grows a bit bigger, or he's got a little bit more muscle mass than the average person, but not so much that he's got like a lion mane and fucking like popping the claws like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So, I've got Tom Hardy. I could see that. A little bit, a little bit, because Tom Hardy's not, I mean, Tom Hardy could like throw me across the room, but Tom Hardy's not a giant. So I think no. if you want to you have a big, imposing actor with lots of presence who's not like comically big and bring a little bit more of a human side or a human angry whatever you want to call it side to the character while still being able to pull off something supernatural like a bane or a venom uh you go tom hardy and much like i said with your saber tooth earlier you got to be really careful who you make wolverine at that point yeah I always pictured uh, Jason Momoa as, you know, instead of wearing the stereotypical saber-tooth costume where it has, like, the mane and all of that, like, you know, you put him in, like, make him, like, almost, uh, I don't want to say gangster or mafia style, where he just has, like, a big, like, furry, like, coat or something like that. (laughs) You want to make him a mutant pimp, is what you're saying. I mean, maybe a little. Who wouldn't want Jason Momoa to be a pimp? Fair. <laughs> Anyways. I see. See now, what we've got is like celebrity death match. Uh, <laughs> Jason Momoa versus Tom Hardy. Sorry, I was looking up. Uh, I was looking up Sabretooth origin. I thought you were gonna say you were looking up pimp coats. <laughs> no. I just. Yeah. No, I was looking up his his origin, and if any, and depending on which version, he has a, a couple. Nice. <laughs> um. Well, since you did that one, um, this one might be controversial because everybody really liked uh uh Sir Ian McKellen as 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 uh, Magneto, and I think everybody liked Michael Fassbender as Magneto as well. Um. I did a recast of Magneto, and uh, it'd have to be an older Magneto. I did Jeremy Irons, because I think his voice... Nice. 
would very be, nice would be good for Magneto. I think he has that calm, rational voice because they always talk about how uh, Xavier is supposed to be like uh, Martin Luther King. Yes. And, and Magneto is Malcolm X, the more radical of them. That definitely fits into my casting when we get to it, but we're not doing that just yet. Uh, so I pick I pick Jeremy Irons because I think he has that commanding voice and presence to be Magneto. I don't know how much of the like my Magneto would not probably be out and about like fighting like Michael Fassbender. He would he would be fighting. He could fight. But I don't know that he would throw himself in the middle of it. Magneto would fight as a last resort, and it would usually, like, people would think that he'd be like, as soon as I get to him, I can, we can kill him, this whole thing will be over, and then you realize, oh, fuck, he's actually real powerful. And see, that's that's the thing with, with a character like Magneto, anything... Uh, I mean, you use the term radicalization. I, I compare it to, like, when you tell, like, cult stories... The, for me, the scary thing with that is it's not... less about his powers and more about what he says and how he gets people to follow him. Yes, yes. Um, we we did a video a long ass time ago when we were talking about I think we were talking about Iron Man two because that's the one that's got Mickey Rourke in it as Whiplash. Mm -hmm. Mickey Rourke is not somebody I want to see fighting, but Mickey Rourke I would love to see as some warlord like looming over an army and sending his army out to get somebody your jeremy irons pick could be that that type of magneto mm -hmm. um especially if you run a story um if you ran some kind of story where like here's all the population of mutants in the world and like you treat it a little bit politically like ah, here's the ones that are behind professor x they're trying to keep magneto's people at bay and here's all the like the neutrals in the middle Tell a story about how Magneto's, you know, propaganda or whatever you want to call it is spread so far that we're soon going to be outnumbered by the violent people. And you could use the flash and bang of everybody else's powers throughout the movie to hide the fact that you never actually have Magneto fight. His ability, his power isn't, you know, all the magnetic shit that he does. His power is the fact that he can wave an arm and send 20 people to kill you. That, that would definitely be mine. It would be if there was a fight to, like, if there were a fight scene to be, like, we're going to break into their stronghold kind of thing, and then they finally get into the center of it where, very stereotypical, Magneto sitting on, like, some sort of, like, big chair of some kind, like the big honcho that he is. <laughs> big Thanos chair. Big Thanos chair type thing, and they're, like, we're in, and now all we gotta do is kill him, and then he just vaguely uses his powers at them. Not even, like, looking like he's trying. Or you even have a movie where, like, with Jeremy Irons, I think you could pull off the dramatic weight of this. You have him where, like, he's not able to fight anymore. And the people break in, and they even... You could even build to a point where they actually kill Magneto. And, like, he has, like, a dying words moment where he's like, you know what, I'm I'm gone, but look at the power that I've spread out through all these other people. I've still won. Like, if you want to end it on a really dour note, I think Jeremy Irons could pull off something like that. But, yeah, Jeremy Irons as Magneto. He'd have to be an older Magneto. Speaking of Jeremy and Irons... I and I would definitely not use him as, like, 
they have been in the other movies where he's front and center with his fighting with his powers and stuff. I would have him more as a like a like a little finger, basically. <laughs> nice. Well done. For using Game of Thrones. Or, or, or the spider. Yes. Speaking of Jeremy Irons, though, it's totally not related. Have you seen the Watchmen series on, on HBO? I have not. I keep meaning to see it because everybody says it's really good. But dark, dark superhero stuff is not usually my thing. It's, I'm going to give it a try, though. I will say this. You, you know the types of things that bug me socially. It's really preachy about a lot of things, and I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage – I mean, I love the movie, first of all. But if you want a recommendation from me, anybody listening, by the way, if you want a recommendation from me on the basis of I thought I would hate it and there's times where I thought I should hate it, but it was really fucking good and I liked it, go watch the uh, the HBO Max uh, Watchmen series. It's really good. And Jeremy Irons is in it, and he's really good in it because he's the older he's the older version of Ozymandias. Um, go ahead question. and say yours, uh, and talk a little bit, and I'll come back. I have to go grab me another beer. I'm not gonna say anything while you're gone. I'm just gonna fill dead air talking about how Kristen's going to get a beer, because this the whole point of a podcast is conversation. And what my co-host doesn't understand is that you, ca- if I was gonna do this by myself, I would have done this by myself. But you know, she's going to get a beer, so we can't have the conversation. The conversation happens between two people, and one of the conversators has just walked away. I'm so right can't- here. <laughs> I was wondering how I had long to that. Go get a beer. I know. I'm just being a dick. It's fine. Now, when We're I started this professional it, fucking podcast where I leave in the middle of it. At least you're not like. Call. At least you weren't you like last time we did this. Weren't you like making your bed or something? <laughs> Don't mind the noises. I'm moving furniture. <laughs> okay. So my next one. Uh, I made a point when I when I made this list because we're doing this for the MCU. Um, that I wasn't going to use car- uh, actors that were already in the MCU. But, if I didn't have that rule in place, I was going to say, Jean Grey, played by Kat Dennings. But I can't do that, because Kat Dennings is in Thor, and in Thor 2, and apparently is going to be in one of the shows soon. So I'm not going to use Kat Dennings. I'm going to use Amanda Seyfried. I've seen that one. I don't know how I feel about that. I like it based on you probably haven't seen it. Have you seen the movie Jennifer's Body? No. Okay, you don't like Megan Fox, do you? Not really. Okay, fair enough. Well, she plays like Megan Fox's like cliche, less attractive friend, whatever. She's the super nice person the whole way through, and then at the end, it's all it's all fucked up sci-fi shit. But, like, she's the nice person, the, the downtrodden underdog type person the whole way through. And then right at the end, she pulls off this look and this aura about her in, like, the last five minutes of the movie where she's absolutely evil. And uh, it's it's that one little switch throughout the movie that I think you got to go Jean Grey, but you got to go Jean Grey with somebody that can also be the Phoenix and can play both sides of that. And I would really like to see Kat Dennings flush herself out in something like that because I love Kat Dennings. Uh, that would be my number one choice if I wasn't trying to avoid using already existing Marvel 
characters. Uh, my second choice, because I am trying to fix the rules, uh, is Amanda Seyfried. Um, see, I had I, I really liked Sophie Turner as as Jean Grey. Continuing continuing the, the theme of uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones characters. That works. I really like Sophie Turner, and that's one of the reasons why, like, even though I don't feel like it was that great, I went and saw Dark Phoenix, just because I liked her as, I liked her as Jean Grey. If it wasn't the, <sighs> Dark Phoenix, I went to see it. I don't think Dark, I think Dark Phoenix suffered from the fact that everybody, that everybody on that set knew that this was, like, no longer gonna be, like, Fox X-Men. Yeah, and I mean, it stopped and started and had different release dates and had, like, over-editing and all kinds of shit, right? I I had fun with it on the night that I went, because I remember going to see it in the theater, and that's fine. People in the comment section can laugh. It's, it's fine. I think that movie would be just fine if it wasn't the last chapter. Because it didn't do anything to close up this loop of, like, what is it, like, 15 years of X-Men movies? Yeah. It does not have that final chapter element to it. But if it was just another one in the middle, like, think about all the crap that we had in there, like Days of Future Past and Apocalypse and all the time-bendy shit where we just kept Wolverine around because we didn't want to admit that we were just rebooting the series, so we kept Wolverine to be like, look, see, it's still the same as the... Like, there'd been a lot of... Sh like, I say the same thing about Dark Fate. We were talking about Terminator... Uh, before we started recording tonight. I say the same thing about Dark Fate. I don't hate Dark Fate because I think it all of a sudden ruined Terminator. Like, it, I hate it for a lot of other reasons, mostly because it's feminist crap. But there's there was three or four other shit movies that came before it. Like, if everything else that came before Dark Phoenix had been on the level of the first three movies, and then we got Dark Phoenix, I would shit all over it. But it wasn't... It didn't drop there. Like, it was a gradual decline through about four movies. And if it hadn't been the final chapter, I think the whole world would have been a lot kinder to it. If that had come out and then Logan came out, I think everybody would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, that one's not on my list, because I didn't put ones on my list that I was recasting. Uh, but I, I liked Sophie Turner as... That's fine. As, as uh, Jean Grey. I like, uh, I mean, I like the other chick uh, that played the older Jean Grey, whose name I it can't It wasn't remember. bad. I just, you know, it suffered from that Dark Phoenix one. The, I think the writing was not great on that one. Because wasn't the first time they tried to do the Phoenix thing, I think that was in uh, Last Stand, right? Yes. And instead of it being this, like, cosmic entity... It was, like, a part of her psyche that had been, like, suppressed. Yeah. It was and, like she had dual personalities within and, herself as opposed to a separate entity. And that and that kind of made Professor X the bad guy, in yeah. a way. Because it's like, you mind-wiped this kid, what the fuck, asshole. And they kind of do that in, uh, in Dark Phoenix as well. So I, I know a lot of people, like, obviously, and I'm going to say it, listen to a lot of what culture and every single person that I've heard talk about it that does know about the comics say that Fox managed to fuck up the uh, the Dark Phoenix saga twice and that's unfortunate I mean again I go back to the whole like I don't read the comics so I don't know if it's correct or not that's why I can enjoy movies more 
but uh, it is. I Sophie Turner is well, a great. Well, and everybody and everybody has this idea of based on either the comics or probably more prevalently the '90s TV show that that is how the Dark Phoenix should be. Where it was like a whole season of her being like, basically, that's the bad guy. Her but, being manipulated into being the bad guy. But see, my, my argument to that is the same as my argument for reading the comics. And you, you and I have had this discussion before. But if you, if you want to see exactly what you read on the that page... Exists. Yeah, but if you want to see exactly what exists on your page when you pull your book off your shelf... Go pick your book off the shelf again. If you go to see a movie, you're going to see that creator's interpretation of that story. And if you go into that movie any other way, you're setting yourself up to be pissed off. I didn't mind it, but also because later on in the comics, like the every time the Phoenix shows up, basically the Phoenix entity shows up, it does something like... I wouldn't say shitty. The whole point of the Phoenix entity in the comics is that it, like, balances out the universe. It, like, you know, the new stuff is being created. It destroys shit. You know. So every time it shows up in the comics, it's not really a great thing. <laughs> um... I don't know. I, I just I liked Sophie Turner as the, as as Jean Grey because I liked the idea that it's I don't know. I think she managed to come off really really great in what was other otherwise admittedly a not great movie. And I think if you can be an actor or an actress in a movie that's not great and still come out looking good, you you you've done something there. I agree. Uh, well, I stole your thunder, because that's not... I don't have Sophie Turner on my pick. Um, okay. Let's see who I do. Um, I was looking through my list, and if I, say, casted everybody that's on my list in a X-Men movie, it would be the most expensive movie of all time. <laughs> it would be your endgame. It, w- it would be the most expensive movie. It'd be like $25 million dollars. Maybe just on actors. <laughs> or CGI. Um, let's see. Who do I want to do? I'll do my con- my semi-controversial one, I guess. Semi, okay. I guess. Um, I have Idris Elba as Beast. Because I think he can mm. pull it off. Because Beast is supposed to be this, like, very intellectual. We've already seen, based on that he's done those, <laughs> done those Fast and Furious things... That he can do the, like, strongman shit as well. Yeah. But he's got the voice and the intellect and all that. I think he could be a fantastic beast. You'd have to find a... And where to find him. him. Yeah. Okay, that that was shit. Carry on. (laughs) Fantastic beast and where to find them. I didn't even... I decided to go past that joke and then had to stop. I think Idris Elba could be a really good beast. I mean, my he's technically my... already in the MCU because he's Hamdal, but that's fine. I was, I was that's where I was going to go. You kind of see him as you know. You talk about Beast being the intellectual character. You already see him as sort of like a, a wise, like the wise overseer mm-hmm. in um, in what did we just say? Thor. Thor. 
and uh, and all those other movies. So he's already got that air of like part you know part of you know, people put intelligence together with just knowing what's going on in the world on on a very basic level. You got Heimdall who can look across the universe and you know the the calm sort of knowledge of yes I know what's going on and let me let me tell you what's going on. I I, I can't help but picture Kelsey Grammer. Because Kelsey Grammer as Beast worked in its own yeah, weird way. Yeah, that was that was one of those. that's also a really good one. And it's a good thing that he becomes an animal, though, because I don't think I want to see actual Kelsey Grammer in a fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see Frasier beating somebody up. I think um, Idris Elba could do both sets, basically, yeah. is what I'm saying. What's what's the what's the movie that he's in? That's it's a it's a rendition of a book. That everybody liked and everybody shit on it because it was apparently terrible. Oh, um, oh, I'm gonna look that up. Hang on, I know what you're Dark talking Tower. about. Dark Tower, like oh, Dark Tower, yeah. And see, I don't know anything about the Dark Tower story, but like the whole movie was meh. But once again, like you've got an awesome performance within a meh movie. Idris Elba can do good in. I'm almost convinced he could do good in anything. <laughs> well, this is the the thing. Like, if if you're in a bad movie, become the good focal point, and Conversely, if you got a series that's already established and loved like the X-Men is, he wouldn't even have to do that. So I think I think that's a setup for success. I don't think that's controversial in the slightest. I think if anybody I think thinks... the only reason it would be controversial is cuz it's a black guy playing a white guy, but also it's a black guy playing a blue guy technically when his power No, it, it's okay when you do it that way. It's just not okay when you do it the other way. I'm not going to do that. We're not doing that tonight. You did you did it though. You did it though. <laughs> Uh, it's my turn, isn't it? So I, the next one I got on my list is Storm. And I'll tell I you... I also have Storm, but I'll go ahead. I'll tell you who I wanted it to be, except she's already in the MCU, and that's Denai Guerrera. I, that's who I have. <laughs> I have Storm as well. Nice. That's who I have. Nice. Okay, so we'll talk about the Denai Guerrera thing, but I also, because I wasn't able to have, you know, super badass My soldier... My choice is the, is the girl that played uh, Black Panther's love interest. Oh! Uh, but when I play, but when I have Denai Guerrera as Storm, I have her as, I don't, you already say you don't uh, read the comics or anything. Right. There's like an 80s version of Storm where she's like punk. They did it a little bit in, um, uh, in the later movies? In, in Apocalypse, late, in, right? Yeah, in Apocalypse. I want, like, fucking Mohawk, her to be badass 80s Mohawk Metal Storm. Not the, like, flowing long white hair. And you're ta- oh, you're, 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 talking about, like... you're talking about Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, yes, that's the other one I would cast yeah. as Storm as well. Okay, well, my other one, because I didn't want to break the rules, was Kerry Washington. Who I don't think anybody knows unless they've seen Scandal. Uh, I, yeah, I know Carrie Washington. I've seen Scandal. She'd be a good one. She would have to be the older, long, flowing hair, mature Storm. Yeah, and I just don't. I think you'd have to present her character differently because I don't particularly see her getting out onto the battlefield so much. I see her being the person that floats up into the air and brings all the lightning bolts down and da 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 da. But as you say, yeah. Tanai Guerrera. Uh, a and, better version of what Halle Berry tried to do in the early X-Men movies. She tried her best, and that's all. It wasn't, I mean. ba- it wasn't bad, but it was just... 
I will yeah, say, though, it's funny that we both picked, or I picked an actress, and you picked two actresses from Black Panther. Yeah. Is there a th- is there a thing that Storm and Black Panther were a thing in the comics? Because uh, yeah, I- they were married in the comics. She was queen of Wakanda for a while, and then, if I'm not mistaken, what ended up happening was during the uh, X-Men versus uh, X-Men versus Avengers arc that they had dealing with the uh i think it was x-men versus avengers hang on i'm gonna i'm gonna make a a, a quick check no it was during it was during civil war sorry it was during the x-men civil war comic and uh oh no no i was wrong i i had it right the first time it was x-men avengers versus x-men they had a difference of opinion and she goes to back to go fight with the x-men and fucking Black Panther sends her divorce papers or sends her an adult thing and pulls up their marriage. He's like, bye, bitch. No, because there's a. We're, we're talking about this. Yeah, she was queen over Wakanda for a long time. And she's uh, in several African cultures, including the one where she came from. She's worshipped as a goddess because of being able to manipulate, like, rain specifically. Yeah, she's sending T'Challa out to get the groceries. That's another story for another time. No, I just wanted to mention it because rumor rumor is they may have Storm be the first X-Men actually introduced into the MCU, and they might be doing it through Black Panther 2. But that's, I wouldn't mind that. That's a rumor. I don't have any anything to clarify that. I just thought it was neat because... First and foremost, I guess because of how the movies are, because Fox owns some and, and Marvel owns some, I didn't know about the whole Black Panther Storm thing. Yeah, here, I'll, uh, uh, Storm joins the Avengers in Avengers Volume 4, uh, number 19. She leaves the team to fight alongside the X-Men during the Avengers versus X-Men storyline, which has her facing off against T'Challa when she sides, when he sides with the Avengers, uh, they talk about because that whole that whole uh, storyline is about the dark the the Phoenix Force is coming back and the Avengers want to stop it from coming back and the X Men think it'll bring along it. This is one of those things that branches off that branches off. Basically, at some point, uh, a bunch of mutants get depowered. Because of, uh, I think it's called House of M is the is the storyline. I could be wrong. Oh, Scarlet Witch does the yeah, no, she, no more she, mutants she, thing. No more mutants. She does no more mutants, and uh, the X Men feel like the Phoenix is the Phoenix Force is a way to uh, reverse a lot of that because mutants are basically an, ex- an endangered species by that point. So you know, Storm goes to join the X Men. T'Challa joins the Avengers. Uh, and divorce. When she, come, when she comes back, when she realizes uh, that shit's going wrong on her side, she sides again with the Avengers, but T'Challa annuls her their marriage, basically. <laughs> you gotta love intergalactic superpowers all fighting against each other ends with some legal paperwork. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know where we go from here, because I was going to do Storm, and I was going to do Nigrera as Storm, and you had the exact same thing, but technically, I'm still going to throw it back to you. Okay, that's fine. I have an extra person, so it's fine. Uh, here's part of my most expensive X-Men movie ever. I have Charlize Theron as, as uh, Emma Frost. 
Now, I think the girl that played Emma Frost in the, uh, like, Days of Future Past was pretty good. But I think she, I think uh, Charlize Theron could do the, like, because Emma Frost is also one of those, like, master manipulators. I was going to say, you got to give me a lot more uh, background on the Emma Frost character. Oh, I'm not okay, too so, familiar. So she's, not, she's not the one with the diamond skin. Yes. Okay. She 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 actually has two powers in the X Men uh, universe. She her first mutation is that of the diamond skin that she gets at some point, and then she gets uh, a second mutation, which is she's telekinetic. She's more known for her uh, her telekin not she's not telekinetic. She's telepathic, which is different. Telekinetic means you can move shit with your mind. Telepathic means you can read other people's minds. And uh, I believe she gets the diamond skin first. I'm trying to make sure that that's right. No, sorry. She's actually telepath. She's actually uh, telekinetic. She does have telepathic powers, but they're not very strong. She's more known for her telekinetic abilities, and then she gets the diamond skin. But she's kind of like, she's mostly a villain much later on in the comics. She becomes, she joins the X-Men and joins the side of good. But she, most, most of the time in the movie role, she's played as what you saw in Days of Future Past, where okay. she is like, where she, she usually does a, uh, did you watch the uh, Henry Cavill Witcher series? Yes. She's played, most of the time, she's played a lot like uh, how uh, Yennefer is, where she's like, okay. where she's like somebody's side, somebody's like advisor, but she's clearly running things. She usually, she usually hitches herself up with like an idiot that she can really like manipulate. <laughs> And even though he's making all the decisions... She's really making all the decisions. She's really in charge. I, that's another series that I think went right under the radar for a lot of people. Witcher I, was freaking good. I really good. liked the, the, the Henry Cavill Witcher series. I think he did really well in it. And see, once again... And I was uh, somebody that... I'm not super into, like... I didn't read the books or anything. Nope. But I'm, like, more highly aware of the Witcher series. And I think they did really well. Right, because they're they're games as well, right? Mm-hmm. See, I don't, I, I didn't. Mostly know it from the games. I didn't see anything from the source material. I saw a preview on the uh, Emergency Awesome channel about and sort of a rundown of what it was about. And I'm like, eh, it's Henry Cavill. He's a bit of a dork. Let's see how this goes. Except it was really good. So I'm like, all right, let's like have him do more of of, of that. It'll be fine. And, uh, what's his... Oh, the little the little dude, the little, like, minstrel dude that starts singing all the songs about him. And he's just they're sort not, of a... They're not... They're not... He's... he's In the games, he's called Dandelion. Oh, dear. But he's, uh... But that's his, like, stage name. But I forget what his name is. I'm gonna look it up now. Well, keep keep going. I don't have anything to say on this one because we're talking about a character that I don't I don't I know. I tried to grab characters that weren't used as often, even though she was. 
Yeah, no, that works because I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna obviously get the ones that are super obvious. Uh, I just when you throw one out that I don't know, I don't have very much to contribute. And if you're gonna go disappear into Wikipedia, you leave me in a pretty awkward I'm spot. Sorry, I'm leave me in a pretty awkward spot there, helpful. co-host. I'm trying to help. No. Yeah, in the games he's called Dandelion. I don't remember what he's called in in real life. In in like four. If anybody's making out like bandits in the COVID era, it's the people that are running all these streaming services. Yeah. Like fuck. Like I just like I say, I I have Disney Plus. I have Netflix, obviously. Uh, somebody else yes. in this house has it's Amazon. A S K I E R. Jesker. I think they wanted to just call him a jester, but that was too obvious, so they changed a letter or two. He's a bard that sings songs about Geralt. Anyways, sorry. Uh, anyways, that the point of bringing that the point of bringing the Witcher up is that was to talk about Yennefer. Yeah, not the little minstrel fuck. Was to talk about what I feel like Emma Frost is always cast as, and I think Charlize Theron, although she might even be too much of a commanding presence for that typical role, but. That's how Emma Frost is usually cast, as she is, like, the one in charge in re- in reality, but in appearances, this the, idiot over here the is one, in charge. So she's the one in charge of the one in charge. Yes, basically. That's fair enough. That's pretty cool. That's the literal mutant equivalent of, like, the woman behind the man. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, I got one that's a lot simpler and a lot more fun, and... Super obvious and super silly and would just bring us a whole lot of fun. We got Juggernaut, right? Yep. Um, I didn't get a Juggernaut character. Juggernaut Juggernaut was, like, sort of clumsily and and humorously played by Vinnie Jones in the original. Like, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! And then he's also in the the Deadpool ones as well. Yeah, but he's he's voiced by Ryan Reynolds in that. (laughs) Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 mutilated Ryan Reynolds' voice. He's talking to himself. <laughs> to look that shit up. And Go the ahead. character is completely CGI. But no, like the last actual person to play it was Vinnie Jones, and he had that sort of gruff, like I'm a footballer, but I'm here to play yes. Juggernaut today type thing going on, and just sarcastic. He's got the accent. He's got the whole fucking bit. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. So, so I thought. Who do you have? Jason Statham. Yeah, he could do that. <laughs> I mean, Jason Statham's not a big dude, so there's a small part of me that wants not CGI. I don't want to CGI the fuck out of Jason Statham, because I still want Jason Statham to be Jason Statham, but I want them to do that Perspex uh, perspective that they did in Lord of the Rings to make Gandalf oh, where look huge. they make him bigger? Where they make Gandalf huge, and they made, obviously, the, the little midget idiots look like midget idiots. Uh, and it's not like he's not a whole CGI being, but it's just they make him look bigger. I want him to have, like, that effect, but I just want Jason Statham going around, like, thwacking people with his helmet and shit. It'll be good. Jason Statham's good fun. Jason Statham is, is like an Arnold Schwarzenegger in the sense that you hear Jason Statham's in a movie, suddenly you know what kind of movie it is. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Jason Statham slotted right into the Fast and the Furious series, because it's like, okay, we know what it is. It's him and Vin Diesel and The Rock, and they're smashing into things. It's Transformers without robots. It's fine. But I think you put Jason Statham in the Juggernaut gimmick, and you just tell people that that's what's going on, you don't have to do anything else. I think it's just a choice based purely in fun. 
I think you could also skew it as if you wanted to do that. I think you could also make Juggernaut, you know, a little classier. Because <laughs> he's Jason Statham. Because he's Jason fucking Statham. Statham. <laughs> you know, like, I can beat the shit out of you, but I can also wear this suit and look really hot. Granted, not really an angle that they go with with Juggernaut. He's kind of like Juggernaut's always been less of a character, more of a force of nature. Yeah, you don't want to put a romantic angle on the un unstoppable force. Because <laughs> that's just... I mean, there has been romantic-esque angles. I mean, I'm pretty sure She-Hulk has slept with Juggernaut. I'd have to go check that out, but I'm pretty sure... <laughs> Somebody out there is writing fan fiction if it hasn't already happened. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm I would have to go look up the She-Hulk comic and then I'd dive into Wikipedia again. So I'm gonna not do that <laughs> so that you don't lose me. But I'm pretty sure She-Hulk has banged the Juggernaut. Usually she does have to bang people that are like superhuman. Can take it. Can take it. <laughs> Death by Snoo Snoo. Yeah, basically. Uh, she. I think she's also fucked Hercules as well, and and Wolverine. <laughs> I would really have to go into her Wikipedia to make uh, sure that's true. I'm pretty sure that's true. But uh, didn't the Hulk eat Wolverine in one of the more violent comics, and then he had to like cut his way out? Yeah, pretty much. So what you're saying is Wolverine has been inside Hulk and She-Hulk. Fuck off, that was good, and I'm tired. No, it wasn't, boo. Here we go, there's a whole section on just her relationships. Boo hiss. Boo hiss. There is a whole section on just her relationship. Of course there the is, because... she's dated. I want all the... You know why there's a whole section... Fucked. You know why there's a whole section out there on, on her relationships? Because mm -hmm. the internet's fucking weird. The internet is fucking weird. She's fucked everyone. Oh, no, she did not sleep with Wolverine, because uh, when she tries to make a pass at Wolverine, Wolverine says he doesn't want to chase after Juggernaut's sloppy seconds. That's fucking That's brilliant. Quote, lady. That is a quote, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's so brilliant. She uh, repeatedly denies sleeping with the Juggernaut, despite the fact that they have slept together twice. And they left dents on each other. She also has slept with Hercules. Oh my god. Alright, that was a weird direction to go in this. I can dive very deep into comic book lore. Well, apparently a lot of people have do dove really deep into She-Hulk, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do one of, my, one of my ones that you probably won't know. Okay, so tell me, tell me about the character and then tell me about the actress, actor, okay. then. Do you watch the Flash TV show at all? Fuck no. Okay, well, that might be a thing. So this might just be me talking. That's fine. Uh, there is a character uh, in the X-Men comics. She's a little bit later. Uh, it's a character called Armor. And she basically can, like, project out this, like, I'll send you the Wikipedia for it so that you can get a picture. It's going to be in uh, the chat right here. Nope, I'm not going to share screens with you. Hang on. <laughs> what's, a, what's on your screen that you don't want me to see? Nothing. 
Um, she's a she's a uh, um, I believe she's Japanese. Yeah, she's a Japanese character, and so she could project this like holy shit that looks cool. energy armor around her. So she basically makes like an energy mech around her. And they've had her in uh, that's kind of badass. T- some X Men TV show before, but it's like an anime version. Okay. And so they've done an anime version of her. Uh, specifically, it's called Marvel Anime X Men that she is in. That they've had her in, and I think she'd be a real interesting character to just add a little more diversity to to the X Men. It's a weird thing to talk about diversity in a bunch of mutants. But uh, I have her played by, uh, it's an actress named Victoria Parker, or uh, Victoria Park. She's uh, probably, the the thing that I know her from is in the uh, Flash TV show. She is the girl that plays, uh, I'm trying to look it up real quick. I'm making sure I got this right. What's the actress's name? Uh, her name is Victoria Park, and she is in the Flash TV show. She's playing a uh, a character that is uh, Cisco's girlfriend at the time. I'm behind on the Flash TV show, but I remember. But I'm up to where she is. All right. Well, I got Google Images up. I'm good. And I think she's as horrible as it will about to say young enough because she'd have to play like a teenager maybe a young adult type thing I just think armor would be a really interesting character to add to the show and I also think if you did the CGI for her that would look fucking badass well they do a lot of stuff like that like if you look at all the like glyphs and stuff like that that they do for uh, for uh, Doctor Strange it just looks like a larger equivalent of that yeah Except it would be, like, pink instead of green. Because she's a girl. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's always pink, but uh, in the anime, it, it, it is. And uh, I just... I think she could be, like, you know, in the in the modern... In the, in the earlier X-Men movies where Rogue is... Like, they have a couple of young yeah. people in there, and then they have the seasoned veterans kind of thing. I think she would be good as, like, not a huge role, but as, like, one of the young, we're bringing you on to the team type characters. Nice. Okay. No, very good, very good. Um, total side note once again, seeing as we were talking about streaming services a second ago, you know there's an anime Transformers movie coming out? Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Like it's coming out in three parts, and I saw I saw the trailer for it, and I I've never really pursued anime. Like it's just never it's never gotten my attention, whatever. But I did see the uh, what's it called uh, Batman Samurai, and it's really weird but really cool. Like evil like samurai Japanese art Joker is terrifying. So when I saw the ad for the Transformers thing, I'm like, ah, oh, that might that might actually be good. I mean, can't be any worse than Michael Bay. But yeah, this one, uh, this one for armor is one of my uh, trying to draw, you know, not the same characters that they always pull out in X Men that I that I think would be interesting to see on screen. I'd be interesting to see the uh, the the digital effects yeah. that they would do for like her armor. 
and stuff. Because I was, I was from the image that you just sent me. It looks like she basically projects a Hulkbuster. She does, basically. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And I mean, you pulled a character that I don't know and an actress that I don't know. <laughs> so Sorry. I don't really have anything to go on. But like, it's it's one of those. Hey, it's it's it'll be awesome. Especially it's more. It's more. It's more. I feel like. For you, it's more interesting to see the a brand idea new character. of like this character as opposed to who would play it. Oh no, the for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like it would be the it would be the two sides of the coin because it's a character that you know that you've waited to see on screen for a whole long time, and there's that element to it. To me, that doesn't know it's a brand new character that I can either take at face value or go and look up or talk to my well more educated friend on on YouTube about and and take it as something brand new. So it's both sides of the. Uh, yeah, you know. Not, and I also know, like I said, she ha- she hasn't been on a lot of the X Men stuff, but she was in the in the Marvel animated in the Ar- Marvel anime X Men version. Nice. Uh, okay. So another one that'll probably get me laughed at, but it's another one that I just really kind of chose for fun. We got to pick a Cyclops. See, I, I almost picked a Cyclops, and I was like, sorry, I would like to say, who do you pick as Cyclops? Okay, well, first of all, i got to tell you the the uh, the sort of the parameters that I was looking for when I was looking for people, right? I'm looking at, again, strictly from the movie perspectives, it's like, okay, it's somebody that's, you know, in a pretty highly revered spot within the X-Men, sort of, in the first couple of movies, comes off as, like, the right-hand guy to Professor X, because he's seen as that but also he just comes off as a gigantic dick because he gets in a pissing contest with wolverine and then he gets in a pissing contest with wolverine even more when he figures that like you know there's something between him and gene gray so i gotta find somebody that is seen as really great you know has a pretty high spot and whatever but is also a gigantic arrogant dick so I dug into, this is not my actual answer but i'm gonna say it for fun i dug into my my wrestling bag of tricks and i picked john cena but that's not my actual answer. My actual yeah, answer is Sean William Scott. See, I had uh, see, I had one on uh, on I had John Cena in in an earlier list, but I had him as Juggernaut, not as Juggernaut, as a as as a Colossus. Nice. But I don't think he could do a Russian accent, so. Right. No. But I I, I think I think you get Stifler as Cyclops, and you get him to sort of play it off a bit straight. Get him to play almost like too good, like the good John Cena soldier type character until... That's how how Cyclops is almost always played until much later on in the comics. Yeah, I want it it to be some sort of two-sided thing. You remember, how many many American Pie movies did you see? The first one. (laughs) Okay, so if you see American Wedding... He's a dick to everybody, to absolutely everybody, except one of the bridesmaids at the wedding is this chick that he actually likes and is actually interested in, so he plays off this, like, super good guy, like, he starts acting like all the other guys in the group, like, a little bit more educated, a little bit more mature, puts all his shit to the side, and then, like, as soon as she's not looking, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm gonna fuck your sister, (laughs) type thing. I want Sean William Scott to do that as Cyclops. Because I think it'd be really good. I think it won't work with the Wolverine that I've chosen, 
and you'll, you'll figure out why later on. But just this okay. whole idea of, eh, I'm sort of king shit on Turd Hill. I'm, I'm hand of the king, so to speak, to uh, Professor X, if we're going to keep, you know, the Game of Thrones references is the theme of the evening. Um, I'm in a pretty good spot, and I'm in, I'm in just a good enough spot, and I've got a hot girlfriend, and I can just sit here and be a dick as long as only some people see it. And I think Sean William Scott, I'm not going to lie, the way I got to Sean William Scott, because I couldn't think of anybody for this, was I literally went on Google, and went on Google Lists, and I searched actors that play assholes. <laughs> and, I okay. got, and I got to Sean William Scott, and I'm like, fucking yes. And I could just see his shitty little, like, younger self like spiky hair from the movie sticking out from under the visor and everything and I think it would be hilarious and it makes me smile and Sean William Scott is my answer I got nothing for that I'm moving on but also John Cena <laughs> I had John Cena as as, uh, as Colossus but I don't think he could do a Russian accent so I left him off the list yeah but you, so there's th- th- 12. Then, then you'd get ex- then you'd get accused of stealing some poor Russian's job Moving on. You'd have to be silent. Eh. Um, let's see. I'll I'll do something more normal right now. Uh, Kitty Pride, the girl that can walk through walls. She's been in the earlier movies. Okay. Uh, I have Anna Kendrick as her, as playing Ooh. Kitty Pride. She has that very young face. I think she could still do. Uh, I don't know whether I do. Most of the time in the movies when they do Kitty Pride, she's the young Kitty Pride. Uh, they've done a lot with her as the older kind of mentor Kitty Pride. I was going to say, I mean, you, you comics, could play up both sides of that. To, in the comics, she was engaged to fucking Peter Quill at one point. Nice. He's Star-Lord, damn it. Yes. <laughs> Currently, spoiler alert, in the comics, uh, in Dawn of X, she's dead. But I'm sure they'll bring her back. I love that in the comic book world, you could say, well, she's dead right now. And people will be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She might be back. The only person that stayed dead in X-Men comics for a really long time is Jean Grey. (laughs) For a while. Yeah, nobody's ever really dead. Uh, But yeah, I have Anna Kendrick as that. I, I don't have any other reason. I don't know that her... Acting is what brought me to her being Kitty Pride more than her look. I was going to say, like, she could be, like, we talk a lot about, like, okay, who are going to be the seasoned veterans and who are going to be the young ones, like, that are just coming up or whatever. You could have an in-between Yeah, she character. would be the, I think I would have her as the in-between. Like, you, you, you picture a lot of, like, if you, if you look at, you know, old X-Men, young X-Men, you know, old Avengers, uh, young Avengers, you know, teen, teen, uh... Teen Titan Force, whatever. Um, you got a picture. There's like a parent and child relationship between those two groups. To have her in there is sort of a mid ground uh, to be like a big sister type character, where she's not one of the old fogies that are telling them what to do, but she's a little bit older than them. She can relate to what they're going through as like the young mutants just sort of finding themselves out. And like you say, a lot of what we saw of her in the movies was when she was a kid. So they could do a lot, if they found somebody else to play younger her, like, they could do a lot of, like, flashback stuff while yeah. while she's explaining to them, hey, this is what I went through, then you could have a flashback with a younger 
I, I can't think of the name of the actress that played her in the older movies. But... Uh, I'm going to look real quick. Are we going to lose you again? Nope, I'm not because okay. I have it open already. Nice. I opened up the characters page. Nice. When, Very nice. Uh, Ellen Page played her. Was it Ellen Page? In Jesus. Days of Future Past. Eh, I'm fucking uh, let's old. See. I don't like that at all. In X-Men Last Stand. I think she was played. They made her uh, in Last Stand was the one she was in. Yeah, she's Ellen Page. Okay, so you have, okay, because Ellen Page isn't a kid anymore either, so you get somebody else around that age to play young her for the flashbacks so that when she goes to tell the young people that she's currently dealing with what what's up and whatever, like, she can lead them in a current time and still we can see her being a kid while she's telling all these other kids what they should be doing. I think you could have a good dichotomy there. I don't know who you would choose at this point, though, to, uh... To, to play younger her? Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, we're gonna if we're gonna stick with Game of if we're gonna stick with Game of Thrones, get the the little girl that played Arya. You could do that, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I I, I pick Kitty Pride because she's more she's more known to the movie audience, but not quite. I was gonna say the, there's the core like five or so, and then there's anybody else that ever showed up in a movie, and then there's gonna be people that only like you and the comic book readers are gonna know. There's tears. There's X Men tears. Yes. Okay, speaking of X Men tears, I'm gonna cross over the Marvel and DC universes for a second because I got Ezra Miller playing Quicksilver. Hang on, I have to look that up. I have to look up what? Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller is the Flash in Justice League. Oh. Eh. <laughs> Quicksilver. So you so you took him as one speedster to another speedster. I'm not gonna lie, that's where this started, and then I sort of <laughs> I sort of grew on it with um, the Flash and uh, uh, what's her name, Scarlet Witch. I was about to say Crimson Witch, which do, which isn't a thing. Scarlet Witch and The Flash will actually be brother and sister now, because Ezra Miller and Elizabeth Olsen, I think, are really... It wouldn't work, which is how siblings kind of are. Also, Ezra Miller, if you see him in the limited thing that we're calling the DCEU, he's got that really annoying sort of nervous energy that works for somebody whose power is speed. Because you figure they're always moving, they're always fast, they're always moving, they're always bopping around and, and whatnot. You know you're sh you're still sharing your screen with me, right? Yes. Okay. Am I? Yeah. I just what noticed it now. What I'm just seeing a little tiny icon of what you're scanning through on Wikipedia. We are wow. professional. <laughs> I just we are super professionals. Because Stop Quicks sharing screen. There because we go. Quicksilver... You mean you didn't see me watching porn on the other screen? I mean, I didn't say that. Well, that part that part didn't surprise me as much as the really fast text going up the screen. <laughs> I'm <laughs> looking at Wikipedia. Anyways, but no, like, they had Quicksilver in the MCU for a hot minute, and then he died in the same movie. So, Quicksilver technically already exists? I'm not sure what the circumstances of Quicksilver being in the MCU are. I think think it was because they only had the rights to him for one movie i think it's because they and never they never named him by name they never yeah, they never called him quicksilver that's right yeah and then there's the Hang whole on, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. 
And then there's the whole max him off. I barely know him. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, I think also because they introduced are are uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch brother and sister in the comics. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I think that's a really cool opening for storytelling that they closed really quick. Now, if it's because of a contractual thing... He apparently said they had no plans for Quicksilver in future Marvel events. Well, I mean... had him, and they wanted to have Scarlet Witch, and didn't want people to pitch a fit, I guess. Yeah, he was here, and he died. Fuck off. Um, But yeah, no, because she plays with and I, I'm just thinking of this right now, like, how do you explain having two actors play the same character? Because uh, Marvel hasn't done that in a long time. Um, I think I think you'd have to play around with a bit of reality, and you'd have to sort of, like, explain that because she's his sister, she has a really deep connection to him, and she brought him back and threw him into somebody else's body or some bullshit superhero Logic. I mean, they've already done that in the X-Men movies at one point. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they haven't really played around with something like that in the MCU because they haven't had to. Like, they changed who Rhodey was between the first and the second Iron Man, but, like... But nobody gave a shit. <laughs> that's, it's really true, and obviously, like, what's his name? Don Cheadle is awesome, so it's fine. <laughs> um... I mean, I feel kind of bad for the other guy that got to play him once and got killed if they bring the character back and don't bring him back. But I, like I say, super edgy Ezra, or super like twittery, fidgety Ezra Miller playing Quicksilver would be fun. And I think because we're going into such an intense story with Elizabeth Olsen's Crimson, fuck, Scarlet Witch, not Crimson Witch. <laughs> Crimson Witch. I, I don't. I don't. The new character. Go ahead. I don't even. I don't even know. But because they're going into so much serious, like black magic type stuff with her, with the with the stuff with Doctor Strange, with the Wandavision thing that's going to be playing with reality and all that sort of thing, and she's got all this serious shit going on to have her brother on the other side just coming back to life and being this twitchy little annoying fuck that's got to find his place again. I think they'd play off each other kind of well, but at the same time, okay. people would get sick of them in the right way. That's all I got. You're up. I don't have anything for that. Um, I'll do my last kind of pulling out of the uh, more obscure Marvel. This is the last Marvel you're going to pull out of your ass? <laughs> yeah, basically. Nice. No, there's, there's one more. But anyways... <laughs> So I'm going to send you two things real quick, because I'll send you the actress, and then I'll send you the character as well. Um, I know who Chloe Grace Moretz is. Okay, good. Here, then I'll send you the... uh, So I have her playing this character called Pixie. Just because I would like to see the character. She has kind of like magic-esque based powers. She has little pixie wings that she can fly and create, and she has dust that she can create hallucinations. She later is able to make uh, these daggers out of pieces of her soul. <laughs> Which are really cool that they could use. I, I love you said out of pieces of her soul. It is. They're called soul daggers. They are they are manifestations of her soul. 
there's a very long comic later on that because she has such a pure soul, somebody tries to make a uh, the soul sword out of her soul, and it ends up corrupting her in some way. But then, is she involved in the creation of the soul stone? No. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Uh, but she's able to make these uh, manifestations of her soul into. It's supposed to be a sword, but because of her age and maturity and all of that, she can only make daggers right now. She can't make... It's a very long... It's a whole, like, side comic, basically, talking about how some of her soul gets corrupted and whatever. And those daggers are extra sharp. Um, but yeah, she also has basic, like, magical kind of powers, able to teleport people and stuff, but I don't know that I would go in the... I don't want to say gritty, because she doesn't really go too gritty in in the X-Men, but she, in the in the earlier comics, she's kind of this like happy-go-lucky, as you can imagine, from a character named Pixie with pink hair. I was going to say, like the character wings. named Pixie is literally Marvel's version of a Pixie. Yes. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> I think, again, another thing where I feel like the uh, CGI effects would be really cool. I was going to say, the thing you sent me, and this does no good for everybody listening to us in an audio form, literally looks like she had Mothra's wings. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. No, and uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is awesome. Thanks for assuming I wouldn't know who she is. She's got this smile about her that's, like, a little bit, like, friendly and a little bit manic. It would be like when you when you hear people say, like, oh, yeah, pixies are great and fairy tales and whatever, but, like, it would be terrifying actually meeting one because it would shake your reality and it's kind of terrifying. So if you see somebody that's, like, smiling at you, like, 95% happily and just 5% just, I could kill you with a piece of my soul. Hi. I think yeah, Chloe, that's basically what it is. That's Chloe Grace Moretz's If you wanted to go that route, but you could basically make her the very upbeat, happy, like I'm a pixie and I can my mad and and I can make you hallucinate shit. I think you pair her up without any of the soul daggers or any of that kind of stuff. I think you pair her up with my super bitter alcoholic Kristen Ritter rogue. That could work. Uh. That reminds me of the Deadpool in the Deadpool movie, uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and her girlfriend. Oh, Negasonic so Teenage Warhead is so good. Is it bad that I want to see Negasonic in an Avengers movie more than I want to see Deadpool? I don't, I don't know. That's a whole debate we could have in a whole other podcast, but I don't want Deadpool in an Avengers movie. No, I don't. I want him to constantly be trying to get into an Avengers movie and, like, always show up way late. Like Shows up in all the credits. Of, yes, like, he's always the after-credits scene. Where he's yeah. like, guys, oh, fuck. I think it's because of the nature of the fourth wall break thing. You put him in another movie, it changes what that movie is. Yes. And that's unfortunate, if, if because Ryan Reynolds is great. If an Avengers movie, it's only in the after credit scene, and he shows up after everything is done, and he's like, fuck! See, I would, <laughs> I, like, I would yeah. rather I would rather have his post credit scene be him, like, rewriting the end of Endgame or something. 
There was a cool idea that went by a while ago, though, that since Stan Lee died, Deadpool should take over doing all the Stan Lee cameos. Because that's a fourth wall break. And as cool as I, as cool and creative as I think that would be, I don't want it to happen at the same time. I don't know. Apparently Deadpool is still a thing. Apparently they might actually get the not PG Deadpool content onto Disney+. Plus. How the fuck would that happen? I don't know. They managed to get one of the X-Men movies on there, which was a big, huge thing, because apparently he says fuck in it, and he's got his shirt off in a certain percentage of the movie, which makes it inappropriate. I mean, the fucking Hamilton movie says fuck at least once. Oh, but that's a musical and it's artistic. You can't criticize art. I love Hamilton. Don't fuck over. Don't don't <laughs> shit all over Hamilton. I love that play. I'm not shitting on Hamilton. Like, I'm, I'm shitting. I'm shitting on pretentious big... art students in general. Big difference. But I also am like a huge history nerd. That's fine. <laughs> I, I have nothing against it. I have. It's like a lot. It's like Black Panther. It's like Wonder Woman. Two great movies, but you're gonna make me not like them by telling me that I have to like them. And I see a lot of All people right. in my feed right now that are saying, you have to watch Hamilton, and you have to think it's great. And I'm like, that's just going to make me not I watch it. I don't think it. you have to think it's great. I think it's great. I fucking love it. I will I say... I fucking love it on a different level than other people love it. Yes, but you're not shoving it down my throat. Oh, no, I think this is maybe the first time I've mentioned Hamilton to you. It's true. It's why I've never watched Avatar. The Last Airbender? No, like Avatar, Avatar. Oh, the mo- uh, the the blue people avatar. Yeah, a- a- animated Pocahontas. Uh, it's dances with wolves, but blue people. That's what it is. <laughs> but blue people. Wolves, but blue. It is. It fucking is. I know. If you're gonna watch that movie specifically, you watched it in the theater because it was like, you know, mm. really nice to look at. But it's dances with wolves. Yeah. But blue people in space. Yeah, and you know what? You know what the sad at thing me. about it is? Go and, ahead and at me. Yeah, and you know what? The the first movie, and this goes back to when I was a lot younger, obviously, because it's an older movie now. The first movie that I can recall basically being it basically being implied that you couldn't not like it was Titanic. After Titanic, it was Avatar, and then it got I a little bit more political. Right now, that my mom has never seen Titanic because she's one of those people that like. Have they changed the movie? No, it's sick. the boat sinks at the end, a bunch of people <laughs> die. Well, I mean, you could say the same thing about The Passion of the Christ, but then you'll piss off a whole other group of people. <laughs> Let's get off this, because we're going to piss somebody off. Anyway. It's my turn, isn't it? I think would be a uh, kind of happy-go-lucky character that you could put in. There you Clearly go. one of the younger characters. And see, I love those characters that are, like, super, like, over-the-top happy, but, like, you know there's a little tiny little bit of them that could do something absolutely devastating. Those are fun. Those are fun. That's what she would be. She's, like, she's, like, the more enchanted version of Bruce Banner, you know? You would, <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yeah, basically. <laughs> How about we vote right now that I never do that again? <laughs> yeah, please don't. Make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Good, it's my goal in life. Okay, moving on to Gambit, who I know nothing about other than his little cameo in X-Men Origins Wolverine. So I basically see a guy at a bar who's got, like, magic cards and shit and seems to be pretty 
Gambit is such a better character. <laughs> okay, but okay, look at I what I... don't think Channing Tatum should play him. Nope. There were talks of that at one point. Okay, but really, really arrogant guy, really comfortable in a club with a drink in his hand, might be doing a little bit of gambling here and there. I told you that I was going to be making some Lucifer references here. I got Gambit as Tom Ellis. Oh, I could do that. That would be good. <laughs> See, I now can you handle that. Can he do the Cajun accent? Because that is very important. I'm sure Tom Ellis could do. See, now what we can do, because you know the character better than me, is you can give us a whole, whole lot more content or a whole lot of more context on the character and tell me why my pick works. Uh, well, your pick works because he. I mean, the Lucifer character and the Gambit character are not clearly the same character. One is. The, the devil, devil, basically, and but Gambit always has the, he has the same sort of swagger as the Lucifer character in the TV show. He's, you know, he's a big flirt. He he's like I'm trying to I'm trying to put this. Well, in the comics, he has this very long off and on, not able to do anything with her romance with uh with Rogue for the longest time. Well, 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 as we've, as we've already mentioned, <laughs> fucking her would be a gamble. Yes. Um, and uh, he's always been this kind of, like, fights if he has to, but mostly talks himself out of shit. He's, uh, you know, he's a big thief. Oh, apparently he marries Rogue in the comics. Oh, good for him. Sorry, I get on the Wikipedia page just to confirm some of the stuff that I that I'm pulling from my brain. No, I think he would be good. He'd have to do the Cajun accent though. I know there's a lot of characters that you could uh you could be like, yeah, that's not really necessary to the character. He has to do the uh the Cajun accent. We'll just dub him over. <laughs> no, that would be terrible too. But I think he could I think it's the same level of energy, I think. Big flirt. He can do it. I think that's a good pick. Thank you. You're up. Uh, my last one, uh, she was in the uh, Apocalypse version of X-Men, and uh, Olivia Munn did a good job with her. Uh, I, I always call her Psylocke, but I'm not sure if that's how you actually I think that's how you do it, yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, except I have Maggie Q, the woman that Bruce Willis kicks down the elevator shaft in Die Hard. Nice. That's, that's a deep cut right there. The fact that your reference is Die Hard. Well, that's the one I decided to pull out. I will, there you go. Uh, no, that works. I mean, like, they didn't do anything with her in Apocalypse. She I was just... would like her to have a lot more action scenes. I was going to say, because she has, like, a blade and then, like, an energy blade. Is that the deal? Well, she's she's psychic. It, the blade is uh, it, the blade is a psychic, blade of psychic energy. Okay. But doesn't she, um, or am I totally misremembering the movie? Like, she has that, but she also has an actual blade. Or did she uh, just yeah, do she, to well, it? She, she summed, well, her, her background is a little complicated as well, because for a majority of the comic book series, she is an English woman in an Asian body at some point. Okay. One of those where her subconscious gets put into, gets put into another body. Like what I want to do with Quicksilver. 
Yeah, basically. There we go. And uh, she then eventually ends up getting back into like a regular body type of thing. But yes, she does have a katana for for a good point of it. But I think I think Olivia Munn did a really good job as Psylocke. I just don't think they did anything with her. <laughs> they did anything with her, yes. But her powers, I'm looking at her. Uh, like they were like, okay, right Apocalypse needs the four horsemen. And it's like okay, and we've we got... need a hot chick who we can look at her ass. Well, not even that. It's just like we okay, we've got these other characters that make sense. We need a fourth. Okay, throw the chick with the glowy blades on the team. Yeah. Because reasons. So she's like she has all of your basic like psychic powers. She's telekinetic. She's uh, she's telekinetic. She has telepathic powers. And she can manifest her psychic energy as a blade, as well. <laughs> we'll piss everybody off here. She's green. Lan- talk- she's green lantern. <laughs> you you want to talk about? You were talking about uh, Scott Summers. You were talking about Cyclops. Uh, there is a very long running joke in the comic that he just seems to bone any woman that has psychic powers, because he's been with Jean Grey, he's been with Emma Frost, and he had a small relationship with uh with Psylocke as well. So like we had we had so we had Psy- Psylocke and Cyclops? <laughs> yes. So either he's got a thing for psychic chicks or he's just really mentally weak and they all preyed on him. Yeah, that could be it. But yeah, they bone psychic chicks a lot. All right, cool, fair enough. Fair enough. Something, but yeah, I think Maggie Q could do a really good job as Psylocke. And I would really like cuz she's a lot known for her martial arts and stuff in the comics like being basically a fucking ninja and shit and i don't think they used a lot of that in the last in the last movie that she was in no i would like to see more of psylocke she was just there doing flippy shit (laughs) yeah let's 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 talk about that cgi (laughs) Let's talk about Apocalypse in general on how we could just, like, when Thanos did the snap, we could have taken that movie out. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, so you don't have any left. Nope, that's my last one. Okay, so somehow I've gotten to the point where I have three left, so we rotated that. that? We rotated that wrong somehow. Anyways, so the one that you didn't want to touch, if I'm not mistaken, because is irreplaceable, is Wolverine, correct? Yep, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. So my joke, because me. because we got to do the wrestling thing, my joke is CM Punk is Wolverine. Because that would be awesome and funny. It wouldn't replace Hugh Jackman, but it would be funny. But I mean, that's... it's close. It's one that I would begrudgingly accept. <laughs> Especially the whole period of time where he, like, wrestled with the intentional mutton chops. But that's not my actual answer. My actual answer is we're going with the end of Logan, and Logan's dead, and some time has passed, and X-23 is still alive, so she is the new Wolverine. Well, that's actually what happened in the comics, but continue. Well, no, I'm saying, like, I'm pushing us that far forward in in time, is all I'm saying. And I said that Lucifer wasn't the only character or the only actor that I was pulling from Lucifer. So I've got my Wolverine X-23 as Leslie Ann Brandt. Hang on, i got to look her up. It's Maze. Oh. Mazikeen. Yeah, I could see that. Because, you know what, like, 
on the one hand, she's going to be much older, so she's not going to be a kid anymore, but also, like, the take-no-shit factor of of Leslie Ann Brandt, who's been playing literally the demon guardian of the devil for five seasons. And she's a badass, and she's awesome at, like, fight scenes and shit like that. Um, obviously, as an actress in Lucifer, she's done a lot of, like, blade work. So the illusion that she's got, like, the, the double claws it wouldn't be that different. I just And I just think she's a badass. She, like, exudes, like, the badass energy that you need from Wolverine. And that's all I got. I think just Leslie Ann Brandt as, as, May, as Maze, but Maze playing the new Wolverine. Uh, and I think not playing as a... X, playing X-24. X twenty three. I was gonna most say. Know yeah, which wouldn't be a replacement for Hugh Jackman's Logan, but would be a very believable um, apprentice or or carrier on what's the word I'm looking for? Next yeah, person. Yeah, can do that. Um, sorry, I was I I jump into the Wikipedia. Lucifer is one of the comics that I don't know from the comics. I only know it. As from the TV show, basically. I got a, I got a couple seasons in before somebody told me that it was a comic. Yeah. Apparently, they crossed over with some of the DC shows in a cameo. They did. It was in um. What's it was called? it on Crisis? It, yes, it was on Infinite Crisis. Basically, what happened is um, because in the um, in the uh, um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow series. Every once in a while, uh, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow will have a big crossover where, they, where it goes over the four shows and everything. Uh, Constantine, who is a who's a big, uh, I like magician, I like Constantine. Yeah, they have him on Legends of Tomorrow at one point, and they go to the universe. They go to the Earth where Lucifer is, and. Uh, use him to try and get into limbo to save somebody's soul kind of thing. You know, bring somebody back to life, as you do. And so uh, Constantine is like their hookup. They show up in the Lucifer universe. And doesn't he just, like, not let them into the club or something? I, no, I, I, I saw back, the clip. They're in the, they're, in the back, they're in the back alley, and he's like, here, here's how you get into limbo. By the way, if you get stuck there, you're stuck there forever, and now you don't. Owe, now I don't owe you a favor anymore. So, fuck off, Constantine. Nice. I will say, for the, for the Constantine character, Constantine. anybody I that has... I him as the character and the show. Yeah. I, I've, I've got all... A, good chunk of the uh, DC animated movies. If you t check out Justice League Dark or... Oh my god, I watched those last month. Unprompted by you, fucking love Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark and the I, most... We watched them literally in all three of the ones that Constantine are in, in one day. What's the third one? Because the, the second one I was going to say is Apocalypse War. Um... I know there's three of. Oh no! I watched the Constantine animated show, TV show. Oh. That they, it was going to be a TV show, but they then squished it all into a movie as well. Oh, Keanu Reeves, Ke Constantine. No, the same animated one that's in Justice League Dark. 
Oh. It's like a prequel to the Justice League Dark. It's what he does before the Justice League Dark series happens. Oh, because I watched, a couple weeks ago, I watched the actual, like, Keanu Reeves Constantine, and then I watched Justice League Dark, and then I picked up Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Apocalypse War is, it's basically animated Infinity War. It's insane. I I recommend it. Moving on. Hang on, I'm going to, well, while you're still doing that, because you still have people, I'm going to send you uh, the Constantine animated series. Because it's really good. It's supposed. It was supposed to be a TV series. It was supposed to be like a series that they had on the um, the streaming version of CW. They weren't going to show it on TV. Right. But uh, then something happened. It ended up being just one big movie that they okay. squished all the episodes into. That sounds like what they're doing with the uh, the the uh, Justice League Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. On the, uh, on the, what's, what's it, in the States, you guys are watching it on HBO Max. Yeah. Up here, we have to watch it on Crave, which is really lame, because there's hardly anything on Crave. Crave is like, Crave is $11. If you want the HBO add-on, you can add an extra $5. And I'm like, how about I just give you the $5, and you just give me HBO? All I'm doing on Crave, I just got it, like, last weekend, because, you know, COVID is still a thing. I'm going back and forth between episodes of Game of Thrones and episodes of South Park. <laughs> it's not that much of a jump, really. Sorry, I'm still I'm still looking for the animated one, because it's really good. That's, that's fine. I'm just going to move on to my last Go choice. Ahead. So, you said... You, you chose somebody for Magneto, and that was Jeremy Irons, which I think is a fucking amazing choice, by the way. I'm going to reiterate that. I don't think you can cast Magneto without casting Professor X. That is true. Because they have to be able to work together. So I had to pick a pair of actors that I thought would work together. And this is where I break a whole bunch of things, because I've bent the characters, and I broke my rule about bringing in a major, an already existing major MCU actor. But... Professor? Sorry, I'm sending you the uh, the Constantine show. Okay. In in a Wikipedia thing, it's really good. You should watch it if you liked all of Matt Ryan's. Matt Ryan voices him in this okay. in this one as well. So. Sorry, continue. So I'm we agree that they have to be cast as a pair. Mm-hmm. So my Professor X and Magneto is Morgan Freeman and Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Yeah. I I want the most violent, tyrannical version of Samuel L. Jackson we can get, and calm narrator in a chair, Morgan Freeman. Because <laughs> you can see, I want to see. But I could, but I could see it. Specifically in the original X Men uh, movies, where he goes to visit him in the plastic prison, and they're playing chess with the glass chess pieces. Mm-hmm. I want that scene with Morgan Freeman and Samuel L. Jackson. Because Morgan, be Freeman, Morgan Freeman, um, he's the guy that even when he's dealing with the other good guys will still stand up and say, no, you're wrong. Right? Yeah. I go to um, Dark Knight when he when Batman does like the sonar thing that's watching the whole city. And he's like, this is wrong. When you're done, I'm out of here type thing. Like he's even standing up to the good guy. Like Morgan Freeman has that much built in moral 
whatever. And Samuel L. Jackson is done with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Yeah. I just, I, it's, I really want it to happen. And yeah, I just, it sucks in a way because even though Professor X and Magneto are the, are the leaders of their respective sides, they both sort of sit back and let the other stars be stars. You'd have to rethink how you cast the rest of the movie so that it wasn't dominated by just these two. But I think mm-hmm. if you start with these two and then start casting everybody else around them, I think you, that's when you get an all-star cast. And that's when you start getting a casting level like we, we talked about before, leading into... Uh, what was it leading into Infinity War? Just about like how Marvel doesn't miss very often with casting. I think if you start with these two and you have to build the rest of the cast around them, you're guaranteed an awesome cast. I think so. That's. I think it's an interesting play. I don't know how a lot of the Marvel. I don't know how a lot of the hardcore comic book people will feel about that, but. Oh, it's it's a twist for sure. Yeah. But I, but I mean, me choosing the next Wolverine to be the X twenty three female Wolverine would also be something that would be met by a lot of I different. I don't think I don't think it would be met as with as much controversy as you think. Sorry, that last clip I showed you is. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I go back to Constantine because now I'm like hooked on it again. You've brought it all back. I thought it was gone in my life. <laughs> it brought it all back. For those of you who are who who th- who heard me say, oh, there's a Constantine like uh, animated TV show that was made into a movie, you should know. I just sent Spaz a clip. It's a two minute clip. He doesn't have to watch it during our recording. But when you say animated, that doesn't mean it's for kids. No. Is what I should say. I mean, the the killing joke is a thing. There definitely is a clip where Constantine, uh, not to not to spoil it, spoiler alert for it, where Constantine meets the uh, physical embodiments of the city of Los Angeles. She's okay. Like a collective conscious of the city. And she and he fucks and they, it. Yeah, and they fuck in the animated show, and like you know. You don't see anything, but you see it. You're, there is no doubt that that is what that, that is what is happening. It's sitting out there like a big blue Doctor Manhattan dick. I mean, if it went about two inches lower in the in the frame, it would. Well, thanks for admitting in the middle of the podcast that you just sent me porn. That's that's I awesome. I did send you animated porn, but you don't see anything, so it's not technically porn. Well, that is definitely what is happening. Anything can be porn if you really want it to be porn. <laughs> I just like to warn people beforehand before, because I know when I watched it, I was like, this is a fucking animated show. Kids could watch this shit. Okay, that but that... Clearly what is happening. That's the same argument that people, that mothers and fathers made that's about true, dead, about Deadpool. You can't have R-rated kids movies. It's not a kids movie. Fuck off, by the way. Uh, also, this is a thing where, if you think about it, is where you remember that the Constantine character in the comics is bisexual. Good times. 
But there's, I just wanted to warn you ahead of time because I was watching it with my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, okay, this is happening. This is what's happening in this thing, and I didn't know it. What I'm saying is John Constantine is a horn dog. <laughs> Moral of the story, we need to go back to X-Men. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just leaving you dangling out there on the end of the string. I'm down a rabbit hole, which is what I do. Now finish the show because I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, so, among other things, that was us recasting the MCU X-Men. Um, do us a favor, if you're watching this in the live chat, I hope you've been... Uh, chatting along the whole time i should have said that at the beginning if you want to catch this in an audio form you can find this on spotify and all your favorite podcast places if you're listening to the podcast you want to find me on youtube instead search spaz phoenix on youtube search for the spaz phoenix podcast on all podcasting platforms Kristen, thank you very much for all the fun as usual even though it's a couple weeks late uh tell them where to find you uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Black Cat Feline on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram at Black Cat Feline. Need to get better about the social media stuff. I'm trying, guys. It's just hard for me. I'm an old person. Uh, before we sign off, I do want to say, for those of you that have been listening for this long, I do encourage you to go over to Jake DeMarco's channel. He still has the fundraiser up for Extra Life, which is a charity in Massachusetts that's getting all kinds of computer and gaming type shit to kids at hospitals that are having a really shitty time. It's a really good cause. He did a 10-hour live stream uh, this past weekend that you should go check out. Go throw some money in there if you can, if you can't share the link around. But that being said, you know where to find me or you wouldn't be here. I've been Spaz. You're... Flix, fix reality check. I'm, I'm not doing the ending also, you again. you didn't say me. Yeah, well. I've been Spaz, and then whatever. I'm not doing it again. So I've been Spaz. She's been Kristen. This has been Flix, fix. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. We'll talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, me and Kristen are taken, tagging out. I don't care. Fuck it. Bye. <laughs>